the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let's pray together as we begin. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King. Lord, we thank you for the season. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, may this radio program just bless you and bless all who hear it. Lord, as this is such an amazing time of year, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, if I seem rushed today, it's probably because I have a lot to say. (laughs) Last week... um, We looked at uh, prayer and fasting, but this week we start with the High Holy Days because our calendar in September is all about the High Holy Days. And I, but I must say, with prayer and fasting, I certainly saw God's faithfulness and His mercy and answers to prayer. It was terrific. If uh, you'd like to get our schedule for the High Holy Days, uh, certainly go to our website, Shoresh S H O R E S H David. Dot org, um, or call us uh, 813-831-5673. Uh, call Karen, as you know, and she'll get out that email to you of our calendar. Now, tonight is the, is the beginning. It's, it's Rosh Hashanah. We begin at 7 p.m. in Tampa and St. Pete. So again, go to our shereshdavidwebsite.org and uh, get the address and everything you need. We've also designed tickets. Um, If you'd like to give out tickets to your Jewish friends, again, email us. It's not too late. Even though Rosh Hashanah will be over, we still have Yom Kippur and more. So um, speak to Karen. Get the tickets for your Jewish friends, 813-831-5673. Don't forget the favorite the movie this week. Uh, You can find out more about it at thefavoritemovie.com. I recommend it strongly for pre-believers or really anybody. Um, It is uh, dynamic. It is faith-filled. 
It will lead to many conversations about relationships, and it's also an exciting film. So there you go. And uh, as I mentioned, tonight marks the beginning of the fall feast, the holy days. However, nowhere in the Bible does it call these days Jewish holidays. Rather, the Hebrew word that is used is moadim, which is a plural, which means appointed times. These appointed times are found in Leviticus 23, beginning with which holy day? Come on, you guys know this, right? Shabbat, or the Sabbath. This is the weekly moed, that's the singular for appointed time, uh, that we have with the Lord. In other scriptures, we realize that we are also to celebrate monthly, and that's Rosh Chodesh, which means the head or the beginning of the month. And in fact, tonight is a double celebration. It's a Rosh Chodesh, which is the head of the month, the beginning of the month, but it's also Rosh Hashanah, which in Judaism's traditions, it's the beginning of the year, and that's what Rosh Hashanah means. Now, this evening is the first of Tishrei. That's the name of the month on the Hebrew calendar. But actually, it's a word taken from the Babylonian captivity, which means beginning. Yep, somehow that happens. If We'll study Daniel together, and then we'll talk about that, right? Rosh Hashanah is not the biblical name of this holy day. Rather, the, the biblical name is called Yom Teruah, the day uh, or the blowing of the shofar, or the day of the blowing. However, since almost all of Judaism calls this day Rosh Hashanah, we'll do the same. And even though it's considered the Jewish New Year, we know that on God's calendar, the Jewish New Year actually happens uh, we're found on Exodus 12, too, so it's during the time of Passover that God's new year begins. Growing up fair, fairly relaxed in, in a Jewish household, still Rosh Hashanah was one of those holy days we had to celebrate. It never occurred to me during those early days that these holy days spoke of Yeshua, the Messiah. As I grew in my faith, this understanding just became one of the most amazing facts to me. So these Moedim, these appointed times, speak of the redemptive program Yeshua fulfills by his life, his death, his resurrection, and his return are coming again. These three fall feasts represent the final gathering of God's people. Rosh Hashanah, the blowing of the trumpet, is the first day of the seventh month of God's calendar. It's when we hear the 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 shofar blast. It's a wake up call. God will seek to wake up the people in the body of Messiah and and just gather them together. Yom Kippur on the tenth day of the seventh month is the day of atonement, and I see that as the gathering of the nation of Israel as they realize that their atonement is in no other than Yeshua, their Messiah. And Sukkot, the Feast of Booths, it's also called ingathering. Um, That particular holy day is five days later, and it's the gathering of the nations. 
So we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Now, the seventh month is very significant. Seven in Hebrew is Sheva. And Sheva also means a promise, a vow, or an oath. So God is going to fulfill all his promises in the seventh month of his calendar. That's going to be an amazing time. We'll talk more about that. Rosh Hashanah means the head of the year. And Yom Teruah, the day of the sounding or the day of noise or the day of the shofar blast. Two things quickly come to my mind. Joshua, right, defeating Jericho with the shofar. The walls come tumbling down. Or the ram's horn, which is where we get the shofar from, reminds us that the ram was the substitute sacrifice for Isaac in Genesis 22. So this holy day is called Yom Hazikaron, which is the day of remembrance, reminding us that God will remember us in his book of life. Yom Hadin, which is the day of judgment. God will sovereignly judge the people. Chag Sameach, which means joyous festival, because we are instructed to have the joy of the Lord. Leshana Tova is what we say to people as a greeting. Have a good year, Leshana Tova. In Yiddish, we might say, good yontiv for a good holiday. So after Rosh Hashanah is, or starting with actually Yom um, Rosh Hashanah, are 10 days. They're called Yamin Noraim, the 10 days of awe. And they're 10 days of repentance, starting with Rosh Hashanah, ending with Yom Kippur. This is a, a, a serious time of introspection, a time to consider the sins of the previous year and repent before the Lord and before or on Yom Kippur. So there's a view um, put forth by the rabbis in the Talmud that the day of Rosh Hashanah coincides with the sixth day of creation when humanity was created. So according to this view, Rosh Hashanah becomes the birthday of all peoples. And of course, one celebrates a birthday, right? But looking at it from a scriptural point of view, we see Rosh Hashanah in Leviticus, of course, Leviticus, the place for all the uh, Moedim. Uh, 23.23, Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Yisrael, saying, In the seventh month of the first day of the month, you are to have a Shabbat rest, a memorial of blowing uh, shafarot, which is the plural of the shofar, a holy convocation. You are to do no regular work. You are to present an offering made by fire to Adonai. So basically what we're to do is to rest, uh, have a service with you know other people before the Lord, blow the shofar as a memorial, and offer by fire to Adonai. And all I like to say is, look, I pray that there will be a fire in your belly when you come and worship the Lord with us. There are five themes that are used at Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Malchiot, which is the kingship, or Melech, the God is our father, but he's our king. Okay? Uh, Secondly, the blowing of the shofar, Yom Teruah. Third, believing God for a sweet new year. Fourth, 
recognizing our sin and repenting. And fifth, our names are written in the book of life. We want to be remembered before the Lord. So let's look at these. Uh, Malchiot, the kingship of God, means we depend on him. We trust him with our lives, our circumstances, our family, and, and we know that he knows best. Secondly, we serve him because he is our king. We serve with our actions, our deeds, our speech, our denying ourselves. And thirdly, we worship him because he's king, king of our heart, king of our soul, king of our mind. So that's the first theme. The second is blowing the shofar. Now, there are two main reasons for blowing the shofar. One is as a warning, and the other is to gather people uh, either for worship or for different things. So, some of the reasons in Scripture to have a holy assembly before God, call people, call people to repentance, call people to war, both physically and spiritually, call people to prayer, awake people from the slumber, sound that alarm, that they're spiritually asleep, to make a covenant with God, bring people together, and also to proclaim liberty and freedom. You know, it was at Mount Sinai where Israel received the law and our covenant was sealed with the sound of the shofar. God told Israel in at Mount Sinai in Exodus 19.13, when the ram's horn sounds with a long blast, Israel shall come up to the mountain. That's what we need is a mountaintop experience with the Lord. Wouldn't you agree? And we know about Jericho, I already mentioned. Uh, Joel 2.1, blow the shofar in Zion, sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all living in the land tremble, for the day of Adonai is coming. Surely it is near. And we see in Numbers 10.8, the sons of Aaron, the Kohanim, the priests, will blow the trumpets. This is to be an eternal ordinance for you. This is in Numbers 10.8. And, and for your generations to come. Verse 9, when you go to war in your own land against the enemy, who is hostile to you, you are to sound short blasts of alarm. Then you will be remembered before Adonai, your God, and be delivered from your enemies. Also, as your days of rejoicing, feasts, new moons, you are to blow on the trumpets over your burnt offerings, your fellowship offerings. They will be a reminder for you before Adonai, your God. I am Adonai, your God. The greatest shofar blast is yet to come. We read in Matthew 24, 30, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the land will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a great shofar, and they will gather together his chosen from the four winds from the ends of the heaven and on uh, to the other. And then in First uh, uh, Thessalonians four sixteen. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the blast of God's shofar, and the dead in Messiah shall rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left behind, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. 
The third theme of Rosh Hashanah is believing God for a sweet year. You know, there's a a scripture that we always quote, but do we connect it with Rosh Hashanah? Nehemiah 8.10 says, Do not grieve, for the joy of Adonai is your strength. And then he gives instructions for the reading of the Torah on Rosh Hashanah. That's the context. And so we read in verse 8, they read from the Torah scroll of God, distinctly explaining it and giving insight. Thus they gave, um, they understood what was read. And then verse 9, it says, Then Nehemiah the governor, uh, Ezra the Kohen, the scribe, and the Levites who were teaching the people said to all the people, Today is Kadosh to Adonai, holy to the Lord. Do not weep or mourn, for all the people had been weeping when they heard the words of the Torah. So he said to them, Go, eat choice food, drink sweet drinks, and send portions of those who have nothing ready, for today is, as I read before, Kadosh, holy to the Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's where it comes from, from Rosh Hashanah. Okay, and so for that, the Jewish people, as a tradition, eat apples and honey because that represents a sweet and joyful new year. Number four in our in our themes of Rosh Hashanah is recognizing our sin and repenting. I won't talk more about that. I'll talk more about it next week. But there's a service called Tashlich, and... Uh, we take breadcrumbs to the area where there's water. We throw them in, representing uh, getting rid of our sins. As it says in Micah 7.19, he will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all your sins into the depths of the sea. And uh, so we mentioned already that repentance is part of Rosh Hashanah. Our fifth theme is the book of life. We ask to be remembered before the Lord. On Rosh Hashanah, we relate to God as the ultimate judge. The book of life is a tradition, but it's based on Scripture. The tradition is that on Rosh Hashanah, God opens the book of life, and if the the good that you have done outweighs the bad, you're written in the book of life. That part is tradition, but listen to what Scripture says about the book of life. Psalm 69, 28 through 30, add guilt to their guilt. May they not come into your righteousness. May they be wiped out of the book of life and not recorded with the righteous. But I am afflicted and in pain. Let your salvation, O God, set me on high. So in Daniel's vision, Daniel 7.10 gives us more of an understanding. Uh, He mentions the book of of, of life again, and we see in Daniel 12.1, same thing. At that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. They will be, uh, there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since the beginning of the nation until then. But at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be delivered. In Exodus 32, 33, Adonai said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. And Revelation 
20:15 declares and if any one was not found written in the book of life he was thrown into the lake of fire we believe that the book of life is the set of names of those who will be with god forever in heaven because they received yeshua as their messiah in revelation 3:5 it says the one who overcomes thus will be dressed in white clothes I will never blot out his name out of the book of life and will confess his name before my father and his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Ruach, the Spirit of God, is saying to Messiah's communities. Finally, Yeshua says in John five twenty four, Amen, amen, I tell you, whoever hears my word and trusts the one who has sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but he has passed over from death into life. So on Rosh Hashanah, the the shofar will blow. And the question that needs to be asked is, will it be blown to warn you that you are not right with God? Or will it be blown to assemble the believers into the presence of the Lord? Be ready now. It is a reminder of our need to be ready. We have no idea when the last trumpet will call. I do believe it'll be in the month of Tishri. But we don't know what year. And we don't know exactly when that'll be. So the key thing here is to be ready. Be ready so that you will No, you will not fear when that last shofar call, that last trumpet, will sound the alarm. Amen? Okay. Well, I did it quickly, but if you feel this program has been valuable to you, please support it financially. We depend on God touching your heart to stay on the radio waves. Again, call Karen, 813-831-5673. If you prefer, choose the donate button at our website, heartofmessiah.org. I would really love for you to help us with Jewish people that don't know Yeshua as their Messiah. I, I would really love to see you bring them or send them to our synagogue tonight at 7 o'clock, tomorrow at 11 a.m., Yes, that's right. Monday morning, 11 a.m., that's our second Rosh Hashanah service. So, if you need a calendar, email our office. We'll send it out tomorrow. But if you want to get the your friends down there now, or family members, or whoever, just know that we begin at 7 p.m. this evening in our temple... Tampa office. We're on Beta Bay and and uh, Manhattan. So come. We've also designed tickets to be given out to Jewish people to invite them. Uh, again, we'll send them through the mail. All you have to do is call Karen, and uh, we'll be happy to get them out to you immediately Monday morning so you can distribute them, and it will also have our calendar on the back of those tickets. Again, call 813-831-5673.
Now, next week, I will continue to teach on the holy days, the Moedim, these appointed times. So let people know about this radio broadcast, okay? Next week, we'll talk about Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Don't forget to see the movie in this week, The Favorite. Uh, Again, you can find out information about it, thefavoritemovie.com. Remember, we have four congregations for you to visit. Um, If you want to reach me with comments or questions, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. May the Lord be your first priority, and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.